Are you feeling that God is calling you to do something big and scary in your life, but you're resisting it big time? It feels like you're not the right person for the job or that it's a scary idea and that you can't possibly have the skills needed. In today's episode, we're going to talk about when God calls you to do something, you can take comfort in knowing that he's with you through it all. He's prepared you for this specific mission and he's called you out of all people for a reason. It's going to be a good one that you won't want to miss. If you're feeling God call you to pivot life as you know it by leaving your career plans to start an online business and you're terrified of how you'd ever actually pull that off, then you're a mama with a calling and this is the podcast for you. Here's where we'll talk about everything from choosing the right business and running it as a mom to biblical inspiration and motivation to conquer your fears. Because even though it's causing you some anxiety, you're also excited because you know God's calling you to it. And that means you're headed to a life with more joy, fulfillment, and purpose like you've always wanted. Hi, I'm Alexia Carrillo, fellow Mama with the Calling, and I'm passionate about helping other moms like you step into their calling and not stay stuck in their career for fear of going against the grain. I believe it's okay to pivot and follow God's calling on your life without the guilt or shame for not doing what the world says you should do. This is the Mama with the Calling podcast where we'll figure out how you can actually make this wild calling on your life become a reality. Let's grab some coffee and dive in. All right, welcome back. I'm Alexia Carrillo, and today I want to talk to you about self-doubt as we seek out our calling. So today's episode comes from my Bible reading, and it's essentially a Bible study. Um, I love it when I'm reading the Bible and a message like this just leaps out at me. And it happens a lot, actually. And that's a big reason why I started this podcast, so I could share these messages with you. I promise you're definitely going to want to hear this. And you won't need to pull out your Bible. You can if you want, but if you're driving or exercising or whatever, I'm going to be reading the verses that are applicable along the way. So you don't have to worry about it. All right. So I was reading the story of Moses when God asked him to rescue his people from Egypt. And I'm sure we've all heard the story a lot where God comes to Moses and asks him to go back to Egypt and rescue all the people. And when I think of that story, just on the like from memory, I think about how amazing it was he did that and how he did this amazing feat and how, you know, the, all the different plagues came to Egypt and the amazing story of them crossing the Red Sea. And all of that is amazing. But when I read it this time, I just saw it in a completely different way. The story really reminded me of what so many of us do as we're seeking God for guidance as we pursue our calling. So just bear with me. I promise it's going to make sense. (laughs) So this story is coming out of the Bible, just for your reference, um, in Exodus 3, 1 through 4, 17. And I'm not going to read it all straight through, but I'm going to say some parts in summary and then read other verses to you. And then... I'm going to kind of give my take on what each verse says and how it can be applicable to your life and your entrepreneurial journey, actually, and listening to what God is calling you to do. So we start out with Moses seeing a burning bush and he goes over to explore it and then he hears God call out to him and God explains that he hears the cry of his people and he tells Moses that he's chosen him out of out of everybody, right? to go to Pharaoh and lead the people out of Egypt. And here's what Moses says in verse 11. But Moses protested to God, who am I to appear before Pharaoh? Who am I to lead the people of Israel out of Egypt? 
Doesn't this sound like so many of us? <laughs> we feel God is giving us a calling and we instantly come up with all of the self-doubting reasons that we could even accomplish what God is asking us to do. Surely we aren't the person for the job. I feel like this is a total normal response when God asks us to do something really big, like pivoting away from your career, or in Moses's case, to go and approach Pharaoh and ask him to let go all the people that are his slaves in Egypt that are basically the workforce. So I think it's normal to have that kind of doubt. So God answers, I will be with you. And this is your sign that I am the one who has sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God at this very mountain. So I think this is amazing because God is reassuring Moses that he's got nothing to worry about because God is with him and he's going to, he's, he's not only asking him to do it, but he's saying, when you have brought the people out of Egypt, like you're going to accomplish this thing. But yet Moses protests again. Here's verse 13. If I go to the people of Israel and tell them the God of your ancestors has sent me to you, they'll ask me, what is his name? Then what should I tell them? And I think this is funny, but kind of, you know, sad at the same time. But it, this is showing what happens next, right? In comes the logic. So he's trying to think of a reason why this can't possibly work. Like he's thinking ahead, I'm going to get there and they're going to ask me a question and I'm not going to know the answer. So then what? And I just thought, how many times have we done this? We feel God calling us to do something, yet we start thinking of all the seemingly logical things that are going to get in the way. We think that, you know, what if I don't have the money? What if I can't do it? What if, you know, this happens or that happens? We think that we're thinking ahead and that we're preparing and we're being really reasonable and logical. But are we actually stalling? Because we're scared of doing the thing that we know God has asked us to do. So God goes on in verse four, verses 14 through 22 and literally gives Moses all the answers he could possibly need. He literally tells him everything that's going to happen in what order and the outcome. I mean, what I wouldn't give to have that kind of clarity, right? And you think that this would seal the deal. I mean, God has literally showed Moses what's going to happen and even his role in it and even what to say. Yet Moses keeps on protesting. Chapter four, verse one. What if they won't believe me or listen to me? What if they say the Lord never appeared to you? God then goes on to give Moses the sign of the staff turning into a snake. Then he gives him a second sign to prove that God has actually spoken with him. Then God says, if they don't believe the first two signs, then use this third sign of turning the Nile water into blood. It's almost like God anticipated Moses was going to have more protests, right? He's like, listen, I'm gonna, you know, he could have just given him one sign, but then Moses would probably say, but what if that sign doesn't work? And God's like, listen, if they're not going to believe the first two, they're going to believe the third one. Like he's giving him all the answers, trying to reassure Moses, you've got nothing to worry about. I'm giving you all the tools you need. And at this point of reading the story, I was like, come on, Moses, seriously? It's almost hard to read because he's literally hearing from God, like literally. It's not a question of whether God's really talking to him or it's his own thoughts or is it me or him? You know, I, I know I've struggled with that. Moses is literally hearing from a burning bush here, right? It's God. Yet he keeps pushing back against what God is asking him to do, even though God has literally given him all the tools he'll need you know, all the ways to show the signs. He's assured him by telling him exactly what's going to happen in what order and his role in it. Yet he still doesn't believe in himself. 
But then I thought, don't we do this too? I know that I do this all the time. You have this amazing idea that you feel so strongly about that you know God has put on your heart, but you don't do it because you're thinking, what if no one listens? Or what if no one cares what I have to say? That's the logic that starts to come in about all the things that could go wrong, all the ways it could mess up. And we're getting in our own way because God is literally saying, I'm giving you this calling. I've given you the tools. I'm with you. Go do it. God has given Moses no more excuses. Like how could he possibly keep coming up with stuff? But what does Moses do? He now makes it about his own flaws and deficiencies. So in verse 10, Oh Lord, I'm not very good with words. I never have been. And I'm not now, even though you've spoken to me, I get tongue tied and my words get tangled. So here is Moses, this great figure in the Bible, having limiting beliefs about himself. Doesn't this just resonate? You feel like God is asking you to write, but you're start, you start telling yourself, I'm a terrible writer. Or God is asking you to do videos on YouTube, but you tell yourself, my voice sounds weird, or I'm awkward on camera. Or maybe God is asking you to speak like on stage or maybe a podcast. And you're like Moses and telling yourself, I'm no good at talking. I can't do that. But God's answer here should reassure you. Verse 11. Then the Lord asked Moses, who makes the person's mouth? Who decides whether people speak or do not speak, hear or do not hear, see or do not see? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go, I will be with you as you speak, and I will instruct you in what to say. Isn't that just amazing? To me, this shows that if God is calling us to do something, then he has equipped us with everything we need to do it. And even though we think we can't handle it, or we aren't cut out to do the job, or this feels crazy, God is with us. He will give us exactly what we need to do the job. After coming up with all the fears he had, Moses finally just says, Lord, please send anyone else. And he tries to just give up entirely. I know that feels all too familiar to me. God puts something on our heart, that small whisper, that nudge, And we come up with all the self-doubt, all the fear, all the reasons we push back and push back to the point of literally just denying it entirely, telling ourselves that pick someone else because I can't do that stuff. And I'm actually surprised this didn't happen sooner, honestly. But this is the thing that angers God, right? This is the thing that upsets him when Moses says, you know what, just choose somebody else. And I don't know the Hebrew word that's used for anger here, or if they had different types of anger words that describe different things. But it made me wonder if the anger here from God is more like a frustrated parent that sees their kid not living up to their true potential um, versus someone who's just mad that they've been questioned five times over and over, even though they've given all the answers. I really felt like it was, you know, it's, it's like a, It's like God is seeing Moses's potential. He's saying, I'm with you. I've given you everything you need. I've, you know, I've prepared you for this and you're still doubting yourself to the point where, you know, you're wanting to quit. And after all that reassurance, I think that to me, and like I said, I don't know if this is true, but to me, I wonder if that's the anger that it's talking about here. Then it goes on to say that God says to have Moses's brother Aaron be the one that does the speaking, but Moses will still go and perform the signs and miracles. So what does this say about God? And what does it mean when he calls you to do something? So 
Even though Moses literally heard from God, he still had his fears and he needed assurance and God was there to provide it. I mean, over and over and over again, God did everything he could to assure Moses that he was going to be okay. I mean, he didn't get angry or frustrated. Like he could have just been like, forget it. You don't, you want to keep questioning me? Then forget it. But he didn't. He kept assuring him. And in the end, when Moses had protested five times, God still chooses Moses. Like that stuck out to me as like, why didn't he just say, you know, forget it. I'm just going to send Aaron. You don't want to go. Never mind. And to me, what that says is that when God chooses you, he really means that you are the one, not someone else. And honestly, I wonder if a lot of the fear that Moses had in going back to Egypt was about his past. Let's not forget that he had grown up in Egypt and he had to flee because he killed someone. Not exactly a place you want to return to. But Moses didn't just grow up in Egypt. He grew up as an adopted son of a princess. So if anyone was going to be able to get in to talk to Pharaoh and have any impact, it would be him. All the events in Moses' life had prepared him for this very thing. God was calling Moses to this specific task, and it wasn't an accident. So think about how that applies to you. What has God prepared you for? He has created your life, every event that's happened to you, everything you've gone through, all of the ups and downs and everything God has put on your heart to use those in some way. So are you denying your past and using it as a reason that you can't do it when really it's exactly the reason you should do it? So think about what Moses would go on to accomplish. He fought so hard against this calling God had for him. Yet when he finally listened to what God was asking, he was able to free his people from Egypt and would go on to do many great things. Think about the spiritual awakening that Moses had after that journey. So I hope you're encouraged by this story today. I hope that if you're finding yourself full of doubt about a calling God has put on your heart, that you'll remember how God provides just what we need. He prepares us adequately for the job and is with us even though it feels impossible. Until next time, keep pursuing your calling. Thanks for listening to the Mama with a Calling podcast. As always, you'll find the show notes for today's episode at mamawithacalling.com slash podcast. Really quick before you head out, are you loving these episodes? To make sure this podcast gets in the ears of as many mamas as possible, please head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. And while you're there, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes. I'm going to be reading your reviews on the podcast, so I can't wait to hear from you. Also, if you know someone that needs to hear these episodes, grab a screenshot and share it on Instagram. And don't forget to tag me at Mama with a Calling so I can share it in my stories. Until next time, keep pursuing your calling.